Yes, it is time again. It is actually Friday. Usually we're Wednesdays, but because I am all over the place, PLZ, I'm sorry that I had to change our show from Wednesday to Friday. So it is Friday. It's another Snipes and Stripes on nofilter.net. Guys, really appreciate you kind of dealing with us in the time change. Tim Peel, great to see you, my friend. Here's my partner in crime, Tim Peel. Snipes and Stripes, nofilter.net, you are the best. What is happening in your life right now that you're so excited that on a Friday night, we're gonna just we're just gonna have a we're just gonna have a killer show tonight, buddy. Uh, buddy, I, I I missed you. You were in Germany. You were in. Ban- I can't even keep track of where you've been, but I'm excited. <laughs> after after our show tonight, I'm gonna have a glass of wine as we're doing the show. I don't have any whiskey in the wild yet, but um, but I've got my first Christmas party to go to tonight, so that should be fun. Wow. But I got, okay. I got a, but I got an 8 a.m. practice with my team, my son's team tomorrow morning, so I got to be pretty good. Okay, well, I'm in I'm in Cabo San Lucas right now, and I'm with nice. 16. I'm with 16 guys, and we're having our yearly Ryder Cup. Um, just absolute debacle of a boys' golf trip, and we won 4-0 in the first the first matches today. So, how did you my, shoot today? Um, you know, I was three under after five holes, and I kind of fell Jeez, apart. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but I fell apart. I fell apart. I um, I shot seventy six today. Um, I shot seventy yesterday. Shot seventy six today. But my team came through. Um, we're up four zero in the first uh, the first matches, and um, we're we're going out to a place called the office. So everybody who knows Cabo San Lucas, we're going to the office tonight. So it might be a little bit of a different story tomorrow. But um, hey, you listen, played I, you played guilty before, buddy. So this is no big deal for you. Okay. Playing guilty, playing guilty is my life. It's always my life. Well, exactly. And so I don't, I don't have whiskey in the wild. I'm, I'm, I'm in Mexico. I couldn't bring my whiskey into Mexico, so I have a, I have a vodka. And actually, it's, it's, um, what's the, uh, what's the, the water that makes you feel good? Um, Pedialyte. Oh yeah. It's a Pedialyte, Pedialyte and vodka. The only so, the only water that makes me feel good is red. It's called red wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you have one. But again, our 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 show, Snipes and Stripes on NoFilter.net, is sponsored by Whiskey in the Wild. This is my whiskey. Go to WhiskeyInTheWild.com for the best experience and ever. If you're a whiskey drinker, if you're not a whiskey drinker, Whiskey in the Wild will surely make you a whiskey drinker. And of course. Our favorites bet online. So, and you know me, I'm a gambler, right? You know me, I'm a gambler. And when when I need to go get my gambling fix on on par, I'm going to bet online. The holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering, news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, Tim. Seriously, you've got to go there. And not just the big four. Bet Online has information available at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, and you know it's where the game starts. 
You know what so, I love about this show, JR, is because we do do it live on like a lot of other podcasts. So we'll interview somebody on Monday and they'll drop it Friday and whatever. We do our show live and I just happen to look at the chats and my brother goes, he says something. Hey, I'm I'm here. My brother in Brantford, Ontario is watching the show now. No so way. Shout out, my, shout out to Mike right now. Yeah. You know what? You know, it's great. And this is why I love, uh, this is why I love nofilter.net because, um, we can chat with people in the chat the chat room i see everything that's going on you see everything that's going in the chat room our friends are talking we we kind of get some stuff some information from that but we also have the knock button and the knock button is right there you guys will see the knock button in the bottom of your screen if you want to come on with with appeals and i and kind of have a conversation click on the knock button put you in a queue i'll see it i'll bring you on and listen it's always a good time you can you can agree with us. You can disagree with us. You can have some fun. You know, you can tell us what's going on in your life, whatever the case may be, because nobody does it better than nofilter.net to bring the, the absolute true experience to the fan right here. And now we're going to talk some some hockey. And where are we going first, Mr. Tim Peel? Because I'm going to give it to you to give me the platform. Where are we going? Well, buddy. I don't even know what this this is was such a crazy week in the National Hockey League. You know, 10 days ago we had the Luchik thing and I and I you know the our you know the Luchik family they're dealing with their own issues but this issue that we dealt this with this week with Corey Perry is something out of like the bold and the beautiful or something. It's like a soap opera. <laughs> it is right? a soap opera, right? And and it's like of course it's got to be Chicago. They bring Corey Perry in. He had been playing well. He was third in the uh, team in points. And I find it absolutely disgraceful. And it's so funny. You know, you and I talked last week about the media, and I got ripped by this reporter for, for saying this question was stupid. Guess what they did in Winnipeg today? They interviewed Connor McDavid, and the guy asked him, he said, what, what do you think about the rumors of, uh, that were going on about, you know, alluding to his mother? And it's like, and it was just on social media right now. And, and this is a credentialed media member that is allowed in the dressing room. And he had, he had, it was so, it's so stupid and, and, and just thoughtlessness that, or thoughtless that to ask that kind of question to Connor Bedard, the poor kid's 18, he's trying to survive, but this whole Corey Perry mess, you know, Corey Perry's a great player, uh, you know Stanley Cup champ, and I think we can all read between the lines of what happened. The Connor Bedard. I can't. I can't. I can't read between the lines. I have no idea what happened. Nobody can read between the lines. This is the problem. So I can't read between the lines. So I don't know. Nobody knows. I think um, Kyle Davidson did a good job of coming on and doing his press conference and literally trying to squash all the stupid rumors of. The fact that this has nothing to do with any of our team or the teammates' families. Okay. Now, if Kyle Davidson came out and said that, with all the scrutiny that the Blackhawks have been under the last couple of years with with Kyle Beach and everything that's happening, and I think the Chicago Blackhawks are trying to change their entire mentality. There is a no. There's no. Um, I, I, I. There's no business in Chicago Blackhawks organization right now for anything bad to happen. There is no no frills. So they are 
they are going to be on high alert. They are going to do everything that is possible to make sure that everything that happens in that organization is top notch, is no frills. There's n- and that might be good and bad, depending on who you are. And as Corey Perry goes right now, it's not good. So Corey Perry did something that was not good. We don't know what it was. We don't know what it is. And I think it's disgusting that somebody on the social media highway started this rumor about about Connor Bedard's mom. And I think this is um, this goes beyond. Um, where we need to be accepted or we need to accept what's what's rumors and what people say on the social media and the social highway because this is hurting the blackhawks this is hurting connor bedard this is hurting corey perry this is hurting connor bedard's mom and it's so irresponsible and it really drives me crazy that we're actually going through this. And we're going to bring a good friend of ours on and Matthew Barnaby here in a couple of minutes. And we're so happy to bring on Matthew Barnaby because, you know, he speaks his mind like you and I do, Tim. But um, this is uh, we can't okay. have this. We can't let have ask, this, man. Let, let me ask you this. And you're, we're both in agreement about social media. It's a sewer. It's a gutter of our society right now where people can just spew stuff out such as they did with this terrible rumor. Um, if this was another team, if this was any other team in the National Hockey League, is Corey P- Perry contract being re- uh, terminated? No, no, no. exactly, no, absolutely not. The Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks now have taken themselves to a new level of of um, of etiquette. Yeah, they've brought in they've brought in people that are are set to make sure that the social and the social justice is right, that the equity is correct, that the um, the wokeness is correct. Yeah. The Chicago Blackhawks are right now probably one of the most um, socially socially correct and proper teams in the league. And there's our guy. It's a there perfect is. time. It's a perfect time to bring in our, our guy, Matthew Barnaby, who is um, he wore the black. He's one of the tough. He's one of the toughest guys that ever played the game. One of the most fun people that ever played the game. Um, he has a personality. He has an opinion, and I know all of our our fans are excited to see Matthew Barnaby and and, and Barney. We're we're talking actually about the Chicago Blackhawks and everything that's going on with Corey Perry, and um, I just was was talking about their um, their response to what happened. But the problem is that we don't really know what happened, and the Blackhawks are being very, very confidential on that, which is okay. But I think um, they're in a situation where even if Corey Perry did something that was wrong, I think it's going to be totally triple or quadruple the effect being in Chicago than it would be anywhere else. Your thoughts? Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Love you both. And Jr. I've gotten to know Jr. a lot uh, over the last probably five, six years. 
Man, love you like a brother. Wish I played with you. I love you, man. Um, <laughs> By the way, I, I love you so much, but don't kiss me after we fight anymore, okay? <laughs> I guarantee we're not fighting anymore. So <laughs> okay, no I'll more kiss you then. I will kiss you then, but no more fighting, okay? No, no more fighting. Um, <laughs> actually, I think I kissed you last time I saw you. I think we were in Halifax or Evans. You did. One of those. Hey, by the way, Tim, just for everybody who's tuning in, uh, Barney and I fought in the game one time back in the day, and right after the, the referees broke us up, and all of a sudden, here comes Barney and with a big, oh, big well, kiss, and I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? Well, I actually, I actually, I actually Googled it today, today to see if you guys had ever fought, and you fought on December 29th, 1995 in Buffalo, and I was laughing. This JR, you got to watch the fight again. Your left arm, you've got him around the neck. You're holding him in so tight because you're like, I am not letting him get away from me at all. Oh, so I, so I invited the kiss. I invited the kiss. That's what hey, you're saying, right? Hey, I, I'm not going there with everything that's happening right now. But you did invite the kiss. In. I love it. Uh, listen, I'll invite you again, Barney. But so again, so listen. If it's any if it's any team but the Chicago Blackhawks right now, yeah. does Corey Perry get released from his contract? Well, I, I think we all draw conclusions, right? We all our minds wander on on what happened. I think for Corey Perry, I do believe so because I think most of us can dot really dot what happened in, in everything there. And I think we, we have I, I listen, what do I what do I think happened? I think they went to an event or a team event and he got drunk and maybe said something appropriate or did something. It didn't rate rise to uh, the fact that there, there's police involved or anything that way. No. Having said that, probably not. Pro pro probably not. He probably gets scorned, but it's the Chicago Blackhawks. It's, it's. Yeah, but is this, is, this, is, this fair, is this fair? Is this fair for Corey Perry? Corey no. Perry has been an exemplary an exemplary NHL athlete. Okay. He is, he's won a heart trophy. He has won a Stanley cup. He has played in the Olympics. He has done so many great things in this league and he's 39, 38, and he's played more Stanley cups in the last five years than anybody. And all of a sudden he, he does something a little bit inappropriate. And by the way, we don't know what it is, yeah. but it's probably not. And by the way, I am the perfect example of somebody that knows that you do something that is very, very minor and minute, but the woke, crazy yep. liberalism and the um, they're gonna they're gonna cancel you. And the Chicago Blackhawks right now are in that situation. And I, I love the Blackhawks. I do. I love. I'm a huge fan. But I think they are protecting their brand right now and they're over emphasizing everything that happens and Corey Perry is 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 the latest issue I, I, I think first of all I said this when your thing happened I don't know how many years ago it is now that was absolutely ridiculous then it's absolutely ridiculous now and the woke culture listen I, I I know we aren't as archaic as when we started playing and and the era before us and listen we're not smoking on airplanes anymore or, or doctor's offices. Obviously, we, we've evolved as, as, as human beings. But I also know we've went over the top. We used to be here. 
and yep. now we're way over here and we need to meet somewhere in the middle and people can have opinions and i you know all three of us have opinions um and you know do we stretch the lines sometimes it's just our opinions it's not it's not it's not putting people in trouble or being malicious towards people it's not it, it's not sexually abusing people we're, we're we we make jokes and we laugh and listen Matt Reif is a comedian. They tried to cancel him two weeks ago. Yeah. He's funny. He's a comedian. He's it, great. It, it's He's it's meant for jokes. Listen, if you go to a comedian, a comedy show, and you don't know what you're getting into, then Please. don't fucking go to a comedy show. Don't go. Don't, don't go. Don't, don't go. Like when Bill. you when when you step into the realm of someone else's profession and you're going into that, you know what could happen. Now, well, that that see, I think that's a problem. I think. Um, I think common sense has totally left the building. It really has. And, you know, we saw what's happened in Kansas City with this little nine-year-old boy who probably had the greatest time of his life putting, putting face makeup on to go and support his team, the Chiefs. And, and by the way, he also loves the Raiders. He had some black, black face on. But he had black on one side, red on the other. He had a big Indian headdress. His family is Indian. He has Indian blood in him. And we have we have the most uh, idiotic, idiotic people that are absolutely criticizing, like this this Karen from, from Deadspin, uh, who I hope gets sued to the absolute gills. And I hope he loses all of his money never does anything in media again. But he, these are the people that make our our lives and our, our social media viewing and our common sense mentality. Like, it, it, it's, it, what are we doing? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, hey, listen, I'm not saying that Corey Perry did anything bad or I'm not supporting Corey Perry because nobody knows what that is. But the the response right now is so overwhelmingly high and 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 aggressive that like where does it end where does it stop and i, I listen i i i am a 100% i am a i'm part of the woke woke um media there's a there's a company that did it to me this is happening to Corey perry and it's like where where, where do we stop it Arnie, does, does Corey Perry play again this year? Do you think somebody will pick him up? Uh, ooh, tough one. Uh, I, if, if I'm a GM, if I'm a GM, he's done the right steps. He's going to get some help if he does have alcohol issues. Um, I'm signing Corey Perry. Now, now, having said that, I need to know what happened. Right. I, I, need, I, I, I can't fully say I'm going to sign him without knowing what happened, but this wasn't anything again that needed. It wasn't, wasn't a yeah. But this 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 is another question. This is another question. So just because somebody doesn't like what you did, and hey, listen, everybody goes and has a couple cocktails and gets a little gets a little drunk at times and does something that is might be a little bit inappropriate, but not over the edge. But the over the edge people are going to take it over the edge. So does that mean that you have to go to rehab in order to get back on good graces? 
Well, uh, I don't know that's, if that's the case. No, but that's 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 always the way. Any anything that happens, someone gets caught cheating, they go to sex addiction. Yeah. They go, they, you know, you get caught DWI, you go to rehab. Now I'm better. Like it, again, it might not have been the biggest thing in the world. We we don't know. If I'm a GM and it's not that bad and I can live with it and I know the track record, like you said, Jr. of Corey Perry and what he brings to the room. I, 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 I would want to bring in a guy like that because I Listen, know I know it's not going to happen again. Having said that, you're also bringing a cloud of questions answered for probably a month and a half. Listen, I'm going to say this because I because I have zero respect for the guy and Mike Babcock for what he did to Mike Medano at the end of his career. Forget about all the other stuff. But the Blackhawks would have avoided this whole situation if they had hired Mike Babcock as their coach. Babs could have gone through Corey Perry's phone and the, all of this stuff, all of this, all of this stuff would have hey, been by, hey, hey, by the way, I am in, I'm in Cabo St. Lucas right now. And um, you know who I'm sharing a, a, a casita with? Mr. Mike Commodore. Mike Commodore oh, is oh, Mike man. Commodore is like right. He, he he's like, like right, he's like right over there. And if he if he heard Mike Babcock's name come up in this thing. He would be running over here right now. Uh, like, you should yeah. have you should have him on. I was texting. Hey, last last time I saw uh, Kami, we were in Arizona, Master Sunday with the wives and and girls and and uh, Maisie Brad May was making fun of my shoes, and I choked him out. He actually went to sleep. I put him to sleep right at the bar at Isabella's. <laughs> hey, listen, before we talk any more hockey, Bernie, I know how much you love your your New York football Jets. Uh, I love the Jets, actually. I love watching them play. I've loved them for years. It had to kill Dude, you. You guys, you guys are glutton for punishment. I know. Jets I know. fans. Really? I was a Leafly fan growing up, too. So, But, but it, it – what, what? First of all, before we get into the quarterback, what was your feeling when when Aaron Rodgers went down on the second or third or fourth play of the of the season? What were you thinking? Because I'm sure going into the season, you were like, I'm, <laughs> "I am fucked right now." I was at the fucking game, man. Oh, you're at the game. <laughs> I was at the game. I was at the game with Bills fans, and I got I got ridiculed for <laughs> half the game. And then we found a way to return a punt, win it in overtime. It was it was it was awesome. Then I was at the Bills game where we got blown out thirty three to six. So we it, it's it's been a an incredible amount of emotions up down. I've never been so I've been I've been a fan since I've been twelve years old. Yeah, I mean it's it's like Jets fan is like circumcision without Novocaine. It hurts. <laughs> I mean it it hurts bad. <laughs> we, we, we don't win very often so I, I don't I don't get excited this year was our year Aaron Rodgers Garrett Wilson I mean Quinn and Williams we have so many studs Brees Hall and for that to happen and listen I, I Zach Wilson I, I hope he can go somewhere else and and be good um it's not going to happen in New York ever, yeah. ever, ever. We got we got people on the on the chat line right now saying, "Hey, it's the worst as a Buffalo fan. It's it's like it's never ending. We just that never what's happening." Josh Allen is is overrated. Josh Allen can't get it done. It's 
Um, Jets fans, Jets fans, Jets fans, the same thing. It's like, like, hey, is there a team in the National Hockey League, Bernie, that kind of reminds you of the New York Jets that just absolutely just like, why does this happen all the time? Is the Buffalo Sabres? Because I know you're a Buffalo fan. Yeah. They drive drive me crazy watching them. Yeah, I'd say Buffalo. What They haven't made the playoffs in 12 years, and it it pains me. Everyone says, oh, you're a Buffalo hater. You you hate the Bills. I I don't hate the Bills. I cheer for the Bills when the Jets are out of it, and then they get ripped off by the refs last week. That's a story for another day. But I cheer cheer for Buffalo. I, I cheer for the Ottawa Senators. I'm not a Senators fan, but I cheer for Ottawa to do well because I like seeing the bars do well and the restaurants do well and everyone's happier. Same thing for Buffalo. I I love Buffalo. But how don't you rip the organization when you don't make the playoffs for 12 years? You don't sniff it. And they aren't going to make it again this year. And it's that that that's the hard thing. Would Buffalo Bills be one? Yeah, I think the expectations aren't there like Toronto. Like every year when the odds come out, Toronto's top three, top four plus 480 to win the Stanley Cup, whatever it may be. Yeah. And it, it's it's because they're Toronto. So everyone crowns them the best team in the National Hockey League before the season starts every single year. They haven't won a cup since 67. 67. So, <laughs> hold on, well, JR. Listen, listen uh, they've, they've, only, they've only won one series in the last 20 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, two yeah, two yeah. yeah, one series. You're right. No, yeah. one series. One series in the last 20 years. So right. you, you you wonder what is it though? And and I, I, I would love to hear from you, Barney, because I've I've gone I've been very, very vocal about my displeasure of the mentality of the league and, and the game now and kids today. Um like I watch Buffalo and they go out the other day, and they just smoked the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden. They five smoked one, them. Five one, yeah. And Wait, then, they'll come, then they'll come back and they'll play a half-ass game uh-huh. at home and lose to like the Montreal Canadiens. Nothing against Montreal, but a team that they should win, they should beat, right? What is it about? What is it about today's player, or at least the mentality of these teams? that they are so good and then could be so bad on a consistent basis, right? Like Edmonton Oilers, so good, so bad. Buffalo Sabres, so good, so bad. And right now, New Jersey Devils, so good, so bad. What's going on with a lot of these these players? Like, what's the mentality in their locker room? Well, first of all, I want to go to just youth in general and, and the young athletes. Why do they get everything they want? Because you have the, the parent that was picked last with dodgeball, and the kid we picked on by throwing the ball at, and he's getting knocked out. They coddle these kids so much. I mean, so much that it's when, again, from this side of parenting to this side of parenting, kids right now get whatever they want, whether it's 20 pairs of shoes before they're in grade six of Nikes and they grow out of them before the next year. And the expectation of these kids. From I'm not saying everyone, but a large majority coddle these kids so much. As for your question, I think if you take Edmonton and you take Buffalo, I'm just going to go to goaltending right away. And you look at those, the, the correlation. Teams that are really good for long periods of time have that number one goaltender that you can count on every night. 
You yeah. played for some great ones. Yes. I played for Dominic. Great Hasek. point. Great point. I, I, I played with Dominic Hasek, and we were we were an average team with average players, but we had a stud goal. And listen, I didn't like Dominic Hasek at all, but in my opinion, he's the best goaltender that ever played the game, and wow. I didn't like him. So that's how much wow. I respect him as wow. a player. That's but saying something. That's saying something. He gave us a chance to win every single night. I, I go to I go to Pittsburgh. And t- Tommy B was traded pretty quick, and we'd run through a gauntlet of, of goaltenders. I go to New York, and we got Mike Dunham and Dan Blackburn. No offense to them. NHL yeah. goalies, but not that steadfast goalie. You know, you, you, you need that. You need a guy you can rely on if you're going to be a team over the long term. You look at Edmonton, you look at Toronto, and, and even New Jersey. Um, if you just rely on offense and – don't play the game the right way, 200 feet, physical, especially when you get to the playoffs. And we can look at Toronto, back end, defense, not that tough a team. And I'm not saying fighting. No. I'm just saying when it gets to playoffs, it's, a, it's the only game. You take NFL, MLB, NBA is a little bit more like hockey, the effort level. But NFL is going balls to the walls for 17 games in every playoff game. And MLB is the exact same. Hockey is a completely different sport when you go from regular season to postseason, and yep. and you need that mental yep. toughness. So so so, so you know what do you think? Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, Bernie. And I know you know Rick Tockett well. And when they picked up Zadorov today uh, for their back end in, in Vancouver, right? That's kind yeah. of talk it's going to love him right he's going to that's his type of player but i agree with you a thousand percent i don't think toronto they've got five regular uh regulation wins so far this year they're 12 5 and 1 i think and they've got five regulation wins the same amount of wins as the san jose sharks they're winning in in overtime or in shootouts well guess what that doesn't happen in the playoffs we don't have uh shootouts okay so I don't. I agree with you. I don't think they're they're uh, they're tough enough. We look at the teams that have had success the last few years with Vegas. I look at LA this year. They're back end strong. Um, but I I do want to bring up I, a lot of people when they hear the name Matthew Barnaby, they think Buffalo. But I got to tell you, when I see you in that Ranger jersey, that that gets me excited. I don't want to like. I'm not flirting with you here, but. I love you in that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I hey, love you hey. in that Ranger jersey. It's I've like, been out with two people at the same time before. I can do it with you guys. You, <laughs> but I, my question to you is, and it's it's a selfish question, and I know our viewers want to want to hear it too. The clip that I sent our our media guy today of you fighting Aaron Asham, and you're by the bench, you're by the Islanders bench, and you look at the bench and you're talking. And you're talking to the bench. That happened in a lot of your fights. What did you say to those guys when that in, you're fighting the guy, but yet you've got enough pizzazz and, and swagger to all of a sudden talk to the bench? What would you say to them? Well, for, first of all, mo- most of the guys I fought were, were a lot bigger. Like if you have to fight Ty, who's you know, one of the toughest to, to ever play. And you got Stu Grimson and, you know, Todd Fedoric, Bogart. All these guys are massive, massive guys. You know, I played at 192 uh, for, for 95% of my career. 
So when you're fighting these guys like Stu, 6'5", 250, um, never never fight a guy named the Grim Reaper, first of all. It doesn't, right. doesn't. Exactly. That, that's fault number one. But <laughs> when you go into those, I'm not going to fight those guys toe-to-toe. Right. It's just You're not going to have a long career if you fight those guys. The Joey Koshers and, and the Probies and all, all those guys. So right. you have to think of how, how can I get my shots in? I'm never going to beat Stu Grimson, but how can I try to make it or try to get my shots in and piss them off? The only way is to get a hold of them a little bit, take a couple shots. You're always going to take some shots, but get your chin where he's not going to break your orbital bone or your jaw because any one of those, I, I can't break a guy's jaw or orbital bone with one shot. Those guys can. So now how do I get him so pissed off that maybe he'll drop his left hand, which is holding yeah. my right, and I can get a couple shots in on his face. And then I'll grab back on and, and be and, and throw a couple more and, and, and try to do it that way. And then when I was fighting guys my size, I felt really comfortable fighting guys 190 to, to 205 because I'd already fought the guys and I knew those punches weren't going to hurt, essentially, from what I was already taking. So essentially it was being cocky, it was being a showmanship like JR. I, I, I tried to give a show, and I always I always had the analogy, and I, I don't I, I think I've heard Jr. say this as well. If someone's coming to a game, especially if you're home in Buffalo, you want people to enjoy the experience. You, you, I can't yes. go on the ice and promise that we're going to win the game, but if they came and, and the kid's there for his first game, I want them to enjoy it, enjoy yeah. the experience. You know, it's a lot of money to go to a game yeah. and. Some people just, just they, they, they mail it in. There, there's players that you play with that, that mail it in. And I want them to have a, a, a great experience. And when I'm in Buffalo, you always want to be a fan favorite. Hey, we all, we all got egos. I, I, I want to be loved by the fans. I want to be loved by my, my teammates. And I want to be absolutely hated by the other guys. So if I'm laughing and I'm talking and I'm saying things about maybe their wives, maybe their dogs, not kids, yeah. um, it's setting up for later on in the game for them to take a penalty on and that's it's all about winning and that's that's why you're one of the most liked people in sports buddy i'm telling you and especially in the hockey world and keen 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 our, our friend keenan has a he's got a question that he wants to answer for you but i before keenan gets on and asks this question i want to ask you did you have games where you were going into the night whether you were on the road or home and you knew the guy you were going against the next day just freaked you out or you 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 didn't have any sleep or you freak or you just had that i can't believe i got to fight this guy tomorrow and and you you just didn't have a good night's sleep night before you know yeah it jr i, I still don't sleep in the afternoons it's not because i'm afraid i'm gonna have to fight someone but it, it's 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 literally PTSD in my head of afternoons, not the night before. I go with the guys for a steak dinner, play some cards, bottle of wine, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it. The night before didn't uh, didn't affect me at all. The afternoon when you had to go into Philadelphia and and we have it a five on five brawl, you know, the game before and Brash is lining up there and 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 ready to go. Where you roll into Toronto and. You know, they had Kipper and Baumgartner and, and Domi at the start. And we, we yep. had Maisie Razor and myself. You're like literally sitting in there, you know, at, 
really at lunch and going, all right, like, who do you want first? And he'd be like, you got Bomber, I, I got Domer. And go on from there, and then you'd <laughs> crazy. Like, it, it was, it was, it was just one of those things. And the tough, the, the toughest one wasn't when you had to fight one guy; it's when you might have to fight two or three. Right. Those, those were the games where you got a, a, a little antsy because you're like, man, I, I might have to fight three times tonight. So. Well, Barney, uh, yeah. we got, uh, we got, we got one of our our weekly listeners in uh, Keenan. He's a Calgary fan, or no, Edmonton no, so fan. No, he's in Calgary, Calgary. but he's an Edmonton yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, he's in Calgary, but he's an Edmonton fan. So he's got a question. He, Keenan, you're on with big Matthew Barnaby, so I know you got a question for Matthew. Oh, What's, and he's driving, by the way, which is great. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Jeff Dunham here tonight, guys. But so uh, my question for you, Matt, I've seen the video so many times. What came into when you were starting to laugh in the fights? I saw the one where you just died, went out laughing. I forget who it was you were fighting, but it was like the funniest thing ever. And like you're in the middle of punching a guy's face and you're dying laughing the whole time. And yeah, I, I, I love you. Love all you guys, you. Matt. You guys are well, well. Drive, drive safe. Uh, I am. Good man. luck, <laughs> Evanson. What a what a great spot that is. That's a ripping town. Well, he's in Calgary, <laughs> but he's he, he's in Calgary, but he's an Edmonton fan. Like, that's oh, you're in Calgary. Okay, I love Calgary. Yeah. I love Calgary. Calgary drivers are worse. Calgary drivers yeah. are worse than Edmonton. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you're talking about the Jason Doig fight when he was in Washington. I was in New York. Yeah, uh, Washington. Uh, right, that was the Jersey. Yeah, what what had happened? Uh, Lindros was my line mate, and and obviously he had a, a, a bunch of concussions. Uh, Doiger took a run at him and actually hit him hit him in the head, and I just came flying in. I'm not. I mean, Eric's Eric's an absolute superstar and and great dude, uh, but he was my line mate, so I just came in to uh, you know stand up for him, and then I started fighting, and Doiger just kind of really just held my arms, didn't really want to fight, but he's a really really strong man so again i couldn't get my right arm loose and i was i was so pissed off and i just saw eric and eric and bobby holik were both on the ice laughing at me while i was fighting so i started <laughs> smiling at them and laughing and talking all trying to get him to let go of my right arm again and sneak in a couple punches but yeah it was uh it was a fun one it's it, it's funny because you look a little crazier when you look at the video than you really are um yeah, yeah the screenshot it the wrong way you look a little mental yeah, you, you also have crazy eyes in there. It was a pretty funny clip, to say the least, for sure. Hey, Keenan, there's ne- there's never a time where Matthew Barnaby doesn't have his crazy eyes. You're the best, buddy. We'll talk to you later, bud. That's awesome. Cool. And, and see, hey, so, again, another an amazing aspect about nofilter.net. We can bring on our fans and, and ask awesome. these questions like that. We just love it. Um I want to uh, I, I want to move move forward with you, Barney. I think there's there's a lot of great things happening in the National Hockey League. I think, um, but there's some crazy, crazy things. I think there's more fighting. We've seen more fighting in the league here over the last little while. You saw, sure. and, and yeah, and we've seen some um, some little crazy things happen with Truba, you know, hitting Fredrickson in the head with a stick. We had um, we had Hartman doing a slew foot last week, and we've had a lot of uh, um, fines happening. What's going on in the league right now? Is is it is, are, are these guys trying to become a little bit more uh, physical, a little bit more um, I think tough because the fighting is is crazy. What happened last week with Florida and Ottawa was out of this. Obviously, that is a Kachuk deal. 
but it was crazy. And I love it, by the way. I this is old fashioned hockey, and I love it. But is there is is there a little maybe a little more different dynamic happening in the league right now? Listen, I was at that game in, in Ottawa, and I'm telling you, if that was last year, everyone would have left that building yeah. to beat the parking because the the parking in in Ottawa is nuts. It's about two hours to get out of there. That's the loudest the building's been, except for when they're dominating a team. And you talk about two throwbacks, and Peelzy knows those guys, and you know the old man as good as anyone. Yeah. Um, they are the epitome in what you want in today's NHL. Like, they can play. They can be your top scorer. You, you, know, you, you say that, Barney, but I was listening to NHL radio the other day. Yeah. And I, I can't remember who the show, who it was. And, and by the way, this is probably not a good reference for me because I can't remember the guy's name. But he said, you know, I don't really like it. I don't like it. I don't like that style. I, I don't want to see it and I don't want to watch it. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Because he mentioned Scotty Upshaw. And Scotty Upshaw said, I love this hockey. This is what hockey's all about. And this guy's like, I don't want to see it. I'm like, all right, well, then you should go vote for, for for Joe Biden again. You know, it's like <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Hey, Joe, Joe wouldn't have to worry because it was in the third period. Yeah, he was asleep. I say that facetiously. I, I, are, I, apologize. I, apologize. I apologize for going politics. You're going to but... piss off our sponsors. But no, listen, I'm going to interject. I'm a Dana White fan. And Dana White had, had a video out the other day. He goes, if you're a savage in the business world right now, he goes, you will kill it. Because there's so many soft people that come out of college. They expect to make 150 grand a year right off the bat. He goes, if you're a savage in the business world, you will kill it. And I think a good analogy or a good equation, cross-reference to that, is to hockey. If you're a savage right now in hockey, like Truba is, uh, uh, the Kachuk brothers, different guys, you know what? You're going to be ro- you're going to be ruling uh, ruling the roost, right? You're going to be you're going to be the guy. No one's going to come near you because there's not because of the, a lot of them are soft, as we've talked about. Listen, I don't want to go back to the archaics. In at times, and and every time they drop the puck, there's 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 a there's a square off, and and go back right. to that. Listen, we we've evolved. The hockey is great, but that was awesome to watch. I love watching Jacob Truba. Everyone always says, "Oh my God, Brad Marchand, what what a horrible hockey player!" Are you kidding? Not only does he draw a penalty, not is he in your face. He's the one that scores the power play goal. And there's nothing worse than a guy that hits you like Jr. did. He can hit you. You might come back after him. And he scores the power play goal. That's Brad Marchand. Everyone says, Tom Wilson, what a horrible hockey player. Oh, yeah? Maybe the toughest guy in the NHL. Beast. Beast. And, yeah. And play on the top line in the power play. Give me give me 10 Tom Wilsons. We'll win a Stanley Cup. Okay. Well, and, what would what, you feel about Farabee, Farabee hitting Jack Hughes the other night? Like, clean. It's a great hit. Great I hit. Gonna, Barney, I was going to ask you about that. I had it written down here, and I was going to ask you about that because – I I texted Torts last night. I said, I don't blame you for being pissed off. I don't think there's anything wrong with that play. Why why did they call a penalty on a perfectly no, clean? No, hit? the better question, Jer, the better question is why did they call a penalty is not why they called a penalty, but when they went to review it, uh, part, uh hockey ops in Toronto said yes, we agree with the call five in a game. I love Chris King, uh, Kay Whitmore, Mike Murphy, these guys in there. 
but you're telling me that's a five minute major in a game misconduct for what big draw exactly for a good so, hit for hitting him the pucks in his feet i'm sorry that's not a penalty that's not a minor penalty let alone that's why torts was pissed off you know listen there's a lot i don't agree with with torts i like him as a man away from the rink i think he's a wonderful man but listen he has one valid reason kids don't protect them any themselves anymore because no. they don't they don't expect to get hit they, no, you're they right. don't expect to get hit and we've seen a lot of youth hockey it reminded me of watching youth hockey and one of your players now again i know it's kids but a, a, a kid gets hit reasonably hard at 15 years old ref's hand automatically goes up yep and you call him over you're like that's completely clean he goes like yeah just excessive force it was too hard the hit was too hard and hughes wasn't ready for it that's not a penalty it's that's not cool. a two and that, going going well, to review where, where, where have we where have we gone to where we're calling penalties because it looks excessive but like Bar uh, like Bernie is absolutely man, right. like Bernie is right on matthew you're absolutely right on your your assessment of that that's exactly why he got called because it was excessive force if, if yeah. that's even a, it, a okay term. so 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 it here's, here's the next question tim here's the next question okay so now the game ends does the national hockey league come and rescind that and do they do they call your referee your your referee room and say, boys, what are you thinking? No, like, are they coming sure. to you? Are they coming to you and saying, why are you doing this and, and making these calls? And actually, you're you're giving half half of our our audience reason to complain about us. No, no, they're not. They're not calling. They're not calling Francis Sharon and the other ref in that game. They're not calling them because. What they did, they instituted two years ago. Any major penalty is reviewed. They, so Francis Sharon gets on the headset last night. He goes, I got a five in a game for boarding. Hockey ops can boarding? say. He didn't even hit the boards. Listen to me. Hockey ops can say, we completely disagree with this call. It's a minor penalty at best. Call, I call a minor penalty. Hawk, that, it's not the referees, but yes, it is to start out with when yeah. the referee called it. But at the end of the day, hockey ops are the ones that, that back the call. They're fine with that call. And as you could see today, there was nothing out there on social media that Garnet Hathaway was getting fined, was was no. he had a hearing because it's not a it's not a penalty. It's not a penalty. It's like but, see, that's a problem. That's the problem that we have in sports these days, is because everybody jumps to early conclusions. Oh my God! It was such a big hit. That's a penalty. Five minute penalty. Five minute major. You're out. And why don't we just why don't we just let the game be the game and let the guys play and play hard? And now we have referees that are questioning things. They have the league that's coming in and calling in to dictate certain calls. This is this is a bad trend, man. It's a bad trend to have. No. Yeah. No, yeah. I I, I I wish the league would come out and say why. They support right. That. Right. Why? You give us a reason. I I love that, Bernie. Exactly. Why did you guys agree that? Are you guys kidding me? Are you no, guys no, kidding it's me? It's not going to happen. Wait a second. Yeah, Wait a second. Do you guys really think uh -huh. that the National Hockey League, the National Hockey League, who are we don't do anything wrong because we are the Almighty, 
we are the almighty we know everything and we're going to actually admit that we got something wrong no there they is will not, never do that there never is not, do that there never. is not a chance if this was if that game last night was in the playoffs there is not a chance that that call that they would have stuck with a five-minute major in the playoffs not a yeah. chance but why yeah but that you can't have that tim why do you have one one set of rules for regular season you have one set of rules for playoffs i don't know jr it's been like that for 75 <laughs> years exactly oh, so, so, okay so you so so tim so you go into a playoff and refing different than you did in regular season absolutely really absolutely. why because it's accepted it's accepted with the now when i say different it's accepted by the players it's accepted by the coaches it's accepted by the gms they want less penalties called in the playoffs it's a what's the league one what is the league one they want us to keep the so-called the standard during the, the okay so you're not listening to the league then you're going to do you're going to do what we want you don't no, you're not going to do what the league wants. To, no i'm listening to the league i'm listening to the league i want to keep <laughs> obviously obviously you're not obviously you're not, not. not. you're full of the shit standard changes you're full of shit right now you're everyone, full of shit listen, you're full every, of shit everyone you're full of shit right now you're, you're what you're saying right now is you're, you're you're talking out of both sides of your mouth tim so either you're going to call the game the way that you do in the regular season, but now all of a sudden now you're going to change it to be how the league wants it. Okay. It's, it's one or the let me, other. Let me ask you this. So it's game, you're playing in game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Do you want me to referee that game like I did when you were playing in Ottawa in October 16th, calling every ticky-tack hook, every If you want that. But why, 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 you call, why you call ticky-tack club stuff back then? And and by the way, I don't I don't I don't want you calling the game the way the National Hockey League wants you to call the game. I want you to call the game the way you see it in the finals. No, well, I'm sorry, my friend, but that's not how it works. We have to call. They're my bosses, but they're my bosses. I have to call the game how they want me to call it. I'm and how sorry. do they want you? How do they want you to call it? Well, <laughs> no, listen. How do they want okay. you to call it? Hey, listen, you you they brought it up. You. Well, they, they want, want you, you to call it. They want you to call the NHL standard. That's the con. That's the 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 phrase. The the NHL standard. Hook on the hands. Okay, so what you're saying now is there's an NHL standard in October. There's an NHL standard in December. There's an NHL standard in April, and then there's an NHL standard in May and June. No, I think there's two standards. There's one in the regular season, and then there's one in the playoffs. I don't think we we don't change it in. Listen, I, I'll I, accept that. And by the way, I love that answer. That's a great answer. I'll accept that answer. But um, you know what I want? You know what I want? You know what I want? I want the National Hockey League not to have anything to do with the goddamn game. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want them to even be a part of the game. I want them to watch the game like everybody else watches the game. And I want you as a referee. To ref the game, and I want Barney and me to play the game the way that we played the game, and to play the game the way you want. I don't want the National Hockey League telling you how to ref it. I don't want the National Hockey League telling me how to play it. Let them uh, enjoy the game as it is. And Barney, am I wrong in saying that? Well, I, I listen. I, there's a lot I don't agree with with the National Hockey League. Uh, listen, a lot of their stuff that they do is just dumbfounding. 
Um, do I think there is a standard? Yeah, there's definitely a standard in the regular season and, and the playoffs. It used to be called I, pretty well the same way back when we played, uh, but it is different now because the rules have changed across the board, totally across the board. Uh, but the National Hockey League gets a lot of things wrong on the ice, off the ice, suspension-wise, social media-wise, um, a lot well, of stuff they do wrong. You know, it's funny. It's funny because I'm looking. At, I'm looking at our in our chats, and I can see the chats. And Nick Nick Neckney, who's who's our one of our 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 watchers every week, he goes, you know what? Whatever is best for the business, whatever is best for the National Hockey League, that's what they're going to do. Of course. And it's, you know, I get it. Yes, I get that, Nick. But at some point, you just got to let the game be the game. You got to let the players be the players. You got to let the referees be the referees. And when the league comes in and has a say or an opinion or influence in the game, it's a different game. Guess it's what, really buddy? It's, it's, it's their business. They can run it how they want. But listen... I've got a question for you because I saw your your video on social media and I was I was in complete agreement with you on the Marc Andre Fleury mask. I thought yeah, it was this is this is a great. Hey, by the way, I'm so happy that you're bringing this this point I, up. I so thought go, his go. mask was beautiful. It was painted. Hey, Bernie, it was awesome. And all of a sudden, I see this tweet by by uh, might have been Alan Walsh because Alan's very outspoken. Yeah, Marc Andre who who. Alan, Alan Walsh. Who? Who? And, who? Who? And, and you mean Mike, Alan Walsh? Alan Walsh? The, the, I am the best person in all of hockey person, Alan Walsh. One of the biggest, one of the biggest, like, jerk offs in the game, in, in all of, all of sports. Oh, I'm sorry, know. Alan Walsh. I don't know him. I can't speak about that. But all I, I and, and Mike Russo. He's, su- he's such an idiot. I can't even believe that you brought up Alan his name on my podcast because I can't stand this this man. So Bernie, <laughs> so uh, I love they, you, Jay. They, what they they said they weren't going to let him wear it, and and we're going to find you. And finally, he's like, "Screw you guys! I'm going to wear it." And I saw it. I think this morning it was up to sixty six or sixty five thousand dollars that it's raised for charity. Can you? I want to hear your opinion on the on the league's initial reaction to we're going to we're going to find you if you wear that mask just for warm-ups not even the game just for warm-ups what, what do you think of that well i think it's absolutely stupidity i mean it's it's lunacy that they would even say that to him i mean here's a guy on um i think it was native american heritage night in minnesota his wife is of native american Correct. heritage Correct. Uh, it was tastefully done and beautifully done. I, In their minds, they're like, okay, well, we don't want a guy putting Putin on their helmet or we don't want... Uh, sure. You know, that's what they're thinking. But again, let, let's, let's be logical. I, I think in everything, we have so many friggin' rules now or people out there that blanket everything. So, okay, let, it started with pride tape. Oh, we're going to fine you if you put pride tape. Put your pride tape on, boys. Hold on, Sam. Don't put pride tape in, but everybody's got to wear a pride jersey for for the warm-ups. Well, like now, now that now they've now they've taken that out and they replaced it with no right. one can do anything, no one can do specialty nights. 
listen, if you have a great cause, and this was a great cause that's raised a lot of money, this was very near and dear to his heart on a special, special night. It's absolutely lunacy that they would even threaten to find a guy over that. A guy, this isn't, this isn't Matthew Barnaby, fourth liner, plug. Right. This, this is Marc-Andre Fleury, the epitome of a great teammate, an ambassador, a great... Uh, one of the most liked players ever. Beloved by everyone. Yeah, everyone. By the way, one of, my, one of my favorite players in the last 15 years of yeah. watching hockey... Mark Andre Fleury, I love him to death, Best. and and I don't think I don't think there's been a guy who's been more disrespected in the National Hockey League than Mark Andre Fleury, without question. His his and, dog his dog could die, and he would walk in and be like, you know, I love my dog, and he smiles those big yeah, yeah. lights. He'd be yeah. smiling. He's, 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 like, he's like, one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest sports sports people in the world, and I think. The fact that the National Hockey League said we're going to find you and to find a team, and the, you know what he did? You know what he did? Warren. He went like this. He went. He put up his middle fingers and he goes, yeah. "No, I'm doing it." And you know what the National Hockey League did? They folded. Of course, they caved. And they I, caved. That's what I said they in the video. Caved. I was in, in the video. I was like, "Wear it. They're not going to find you." I know. I loved your video. They caved. They can't what? find you. Yeah. So, you, they, so I think the National Hockey League. I, I think the National Hockey League. Either, either say what say what you're gonna say and back it up, or don't say anything at all because they are hurting themselves so much by saying, "Hey, you have to wear the pride jerseys in games." Now all of a sudden they go and say, "Oh, no individual can wear tape." So they're going in all these different directions. You know what? For the National Hockey League, just don't say anything. Shut up. Just have shut. Just shut up. Have listen. Have some. Hey, hey, have hey, some. Barney, do you remember when I said to the National Hockey League, you know, you know, I oh, said, yeah. I said, you know, wake, wake up. Yeah. This is what I'm saying to the National Hockey League. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Let the players play. Let the players be your 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 spokesmen. Let them be there. Let them. Let them. Go out and say, if I want to wear pride tape or put pride tape on, I'm going to do that. If I want to wear an Indian mask, let each individual be your speaking tool. Because if you let the National Hockey players be themselves and do what they do, they are going to sell the game themselves because they're such good people. And when the National Hockey League comes in and tries to regulate what they do and tell them what they're going to do, it keeps it keeps the fans from getting close to them. And I'm telling you, you know Barney as well as I do. There's not a, there's, there are no better people in in sports than National Hockey League players. They're the greatest guys in the world. Respectful. Let them sell the game. The National Hockey League has to shut up and let them do what they want to do when they want to do it. And they will do it respectfully. Do you, do you not agree with me? Yeah, they, they've proven two things in the last few years, and it's been going on for a while. One, they have no conviction. They, they have none. Don't use the pride tape. Don't wear the mask. We're going to find you. They don't find you. So that's no conviction. That's wishy-washy. Second of all, second of all, have common sense. Ha- just have common sense. 
There's no common sense. Common sense is not common anymore. You're a professional sports league. You're one of the major four in North America. Just have common sense. I have a grade 11 and a half. I should have had that 12, but <laughs> left a little early. I got my grade 11 and a half, and, and, and I, I'm dumbfounded by some of the things that these guys do. No, it comes down to this, okay? Um, there's narcissism. Narcissism is, is rampant in our world today. And sometimes you just have to take the narcissism and just throw it in your back pocket and just let your sport and let the people that you that that run the sport run the sport because the game is great the players are great they're great people they are respectful they love their fans they're going to do everything that is that is that is right for the game and if they try to dictate it and they try to make it the way that they want it the fans aren't going to like it so let them go. Let let the players let the players play the game and sell your product. Because Bernie. the National Hockey League, the National Hockey League doesn't sell the product as well as the players do. Period. Bernie, two two more questions, and then we're gonna let you go. And then uh, because I told you 20, 25 minutes, and we've had John here for an hour. Dude, this is the best. I'm so Love happy it. Bernie's Love on it. with us. I, this is the best. So hey, you got I, I told you you got me out of watching my stepson play basketball this is awesome so 72 hours this is crazy 72 hours ago Connor mcdavid was six 79th in the league in scoring 72 hours later he's eighth in the league is that unbelievable right like these he's got i think 14 or 13 points in four games do you a do you think he wins the scoring title and b do you think edmonton and i know you know the goaltending issues the back end and while well, they're third and fourth lines do you think Edmonton will make the playoffs? Wow. Oh, wow. How many back is he now? Is he 12? Yeah. Roughly he's 12. Yeah. We're only in December 1st, but I, I'm going to say he wins the scoring title. I'm going to yeah. say they don't make the playoffs. Um, it was right. only, it was, it was only a matter of time that he breaks out of the slump and yeah. listen, We've, we've, we've seen a lot of fast players and great players. No one is faster and the rules just play right into his hands. And it, it's inevitable, whether he was injured or just slumping or wasn't happy, whatever, whatever it was, it's inevitable that he's going to put up points. With well, you, you see him come out of the penalty box the other night and he gets the puck in the breakaway. You're like, Oh, this puck's in, right? Yeah. This puck's in. Okay. Another question. Right. No, hold on. Hold on. Arizona, hold on. Arizona Coyotes. I, no, I was no, with JR no, last no, night. I said, no, hey, we're going to no. talk about What's that? No. I got to ask you this question before you go to the Arizona Coyotes because I had this debate on my other podcast with Craig Gravey and Andrew Peters on After yeah. the Whistle, which they are great. It's an awesome. amazing yeah. podcast. Every Wednesday I'm on, and I highly suggest everybody to, to listen to After the Whistle on Wednesdays. They said the best player – in the world and the team the guy that they would start a, te a team with is kale mccarr not connor mcdavid your thoughts i'll take 97 all day long i'll take 97 every single day and i i listen i love kale mccarr he's gonna win multiple norris trophies okay where is he though where is he where is he on the game where is he on the game because because i mean 
Craig Bavay came through the computer at me saying, Paul Coffey is the best player, best defenseman in the history. We have, obviously, we got Bobby Orr, we got Brian Leach, but Kale McCarr, um, Paul Coffey, different players, different times. Like, I, 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 I never, I never judge different generations. I, I, I never saw Bobby Orr play. I only saw highlights. Yeah. Um, I take my generation and play and where, where you were and then Gretz and, and before us, you know, Jeffrey on and, and all those guys. I never, I never do it within because I, I, I just think it's impossible to judge generations. Paul Coffey was the best defenseman in his era. Nick Lidstrom was the best in our era. Um, and Kale McCarr, I think, is going to be the best in this era. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wow. You know, Litchum's an interesting, interesting take. When you have Chelios, you have McGinnis, you have Leach. You're, you're taking, you're taking Litchum more than Leach, right? And, wow. and, 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 and the only, the only bias, and I love Leach. I did you I play with Leach in in New York? He's one of my favorite people I've yeah. ever met. In life. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's. I would say Jr. They're totally different people. He's more of a recluse, very quiet, but they both have something. They're both superstars that play the game. And I've said this to JR before, and people, when, when we're hanging out with the common folk, just the normal person out there, JR treats everyone like they're one of the guys on the team. They're one of the celebrities at these events. Yeah. Leachy's the same way. You, you would never know if you went to a bar and saw him drinking his Miller Lights, and he drinks a lot of them. Yeah. You would never know he played for the New York Rangers. You would never know he was in the Hall of Fame. You would never know he was a like you would never know those things because it would never come out of his mouth. You he might be like, Oh, do you play golf? Are you from the Upper West Side? And he's just the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. So there's so many great ones. Nick Listrum might have an unfair advantage a little bit because those teams he played on were exceptional. <laughs> I mean exceptional. JR, so APLC, I'll I'll let you go to Arizona real quick before we have to shut this uh, this one down. But you, uh, what do you got? I feel bad for Arizona, Barney, because Billy Armstrong. I got to know him uh, quite a bit, and he's a great guy. When you were talking about fighting, Billy, Billy was you know he didn't play a lot of games in the NHL. A big guy, right, six five. I remember having a glass of wine at the Toronto Airport Marriott with him one night. And when he was the assistant GM to Doug Armstrong, and he goes, I said, you know, I remember reffing you in Providence and you were fighting. He goes, Pilsy, I would, because he didn't like to fight. You know, some yeah. guys like to fight. Hey, I, he I, had, I, I, I was one of his first fights. I beat him up in Rochester in training. Did you? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. No, I, and, and he said to me, he goes, Pilsy, he goes, I'd lay in bed all day going, oh, my God, I got to fight this guy. I got to fight that guy. But anyway, he hated it. But he's now the GM of Arizona. Logan Cooley, Clayton Keller, Dumba, Dersey, Schmaltz, Bookstead, Krause. They're, they're, as of today, if the season ended, they're in the playoffs. I'm, I'm impressed by this job that this Turney, uh, Turney, the, the, the coach is doing. He was a coach in the Quebec League. I think he was an assistant in Montreal maybe uh, before he got the Arizona job. It's just too bad that they're playing in a in a building that's five thousand fans. Like it sucks. They this week in in seven days they went into Colorado or went into Vegas, won two nothing. 
at home last night to Colorado, beat Colorado. They got a good hockey team. That, first of all, Billy Armstrong, I love. Our kids played at Avon Old Farms and actually played against JR's kid uh, at the time. Um, so, yeah, I got to know Billy a lot more there, just as a dad more than anything. We yeah. talked a little hockey, but more as, uh, more as parents. I coached Clayton Keller in the summers uh, as a kid. Um, great kid. One of the funniest things, and you know him being from St. Louis. Yeah. I remember throwing him out. He had like 43 points in five games in summer hockey. He came to me. I'm like, hey, great goal, Kelsey. Like, do you want me to like deke everyone out and score or deke everyone out and pass? I go, you, you do what you want, kid. You're so freaking good. And and, and, a, and a great kid. I, I, I hope they can make the playoffs. I hope they can be relevant. I love going to Arizona. And yeah. there's nothing more that I'd love yeah. to go down there. I've had some great times with JR there. Yeah. Uh, but it is it is a great spot, and it is a damn shame that they're playing in a 5,000 seat arena. This, 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 this is my take. This, this is my take. This is my take. And I totally agree with you, Barney. It's a shame that they're playing in a 5,000 seat arena. But you know, it's their own fault. Yeah. It's their own fault. It's bad management, it's bad ownership. And they have put themselves in that situation, not because of the players, but because of the management. Well, so it's, it's, it's the teams that they've had. They haven't been successful. It's where they put the building. It's, it's a culmination of. But that's not the players. That's not the players. That's so the no, management. I'm just saying, no. That's the management. That okay. they had haven't been good enough. Okay. So this is what I say. Good for the players because the players go out and they play a system. And they have an identity, and this is a this 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 Arizona Coyote team has an identity. Yeah. They are hard to play against. Uh -huh. They're big. They're strong. They work. They play defense. They can score goals. So on the ice, they play as a team, and they play with a attitude that is hard to play against. And I'm telling you right now, and Barney, you'll agree. I think you'll agree with me. If you ask the Colorado Avalanche, do I want to play against the Buffalo Sabres or do I want to play against the Arizona Coyotes? Oh, I'd They're going to say, we want to play against the Buffalo Sabres. You know why? Because if you play against Arizona, you know you're going to get hit. You know it's going to be difficult. You know it's going to be hard to score because they play with an attitude and they have an identity of how they play. That's why they're winning. That's why they were, are where they are. And the management and the ownership has to be better because they're not good. The ownership is not good. And th they're battling some issues in Phoenix, which uh, again is, is political and is social and all this stuff, but they haven't done the they haven't made the right decisions as management goes, but the players have been amazing. And I, I applaud all the players that go out and take all the distractions of playing in a 5,000 seat arena. Yeah. All the distractions of that stuff. And you know what they do? They go and play. So way to go, Arizona yep. Coyotes. Players, yep. Yep. awesome. But Arizona Coyotes management, wake up. Because you guys don't get it. Barney, and, before, 
before we let you go, we got to, Jared, we got to cut the show off. Before we let you go, who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year, buddy? Ooh, I'm going back to Colorado. I'm going back really, to Colorado. Eh? Yeah, if, if they're if they're healthy, um, I'll, I'll go with Colorado. You don't they, think the Rangers can? What's that? You think the Rangers can? Uh, they look really good right now. Just need to see it in the playoffs. Like it's like I said, we we've talked about it. Once you get to the playoffs, they have the ability. They right. have the ability. They they have a great goaltender. They're good on the back end. They can score. Uh, but I really like Colorado if they're healthy. Look for, look for, look for, Vegas is going to be tough again, man. That Vegas is going to be tough. You're big and skilled. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas is going to be tough. Hey, this is a perfect opportunity. Come over here. Come oh, over here. This is this is this is a perfect opportunity. Really quick, I'm on my podcast. Yeah, and this, this is this is the oh, best. Timmy. No, so we got Timmy, and look who's here. Oh, oh, boy, boy, boy. Commodore. Oh, we got Commodore. Last time I saw Commie, he was coming last, in from the Masters. Last time I saw Commie, he's coming back what? Hey, last time I saw Commie, he was coming home from the Masters. Coming home from the Masters. It was three days in the same clothes. Three days in the same clothes. That's not in the year, though, is it? <laughs> hey, hey ask, ask him how bad I choked out Maisie. How bad did you choke out Maisie that day? I'll tell you what, I'm still to this day, I'm fucking horrified. Pardon my language. I'm horrified of Mayday and fucking Barney. I'll tell you what, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen it a few times now, and I love it, is Matt Barnaby and Brad May. The best guys in the world, oh, aren't they? Oh, my God. Listen, the best Listen, guys. I hey, love you guys. What, what time are you guys teeing oh. it up tomorrow? Timmy? We're, we're te- we're te- Timmy, I'll tell you what. We, I, hey, I'll tell you what. I see it. I can't hear anything. We're PG-13, just so you know. Oh, yeah, my bad. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, no, you're good. Hey, you're good. Timmy, I, hey, Mark Spector, kiss our ass. <laughs> Dude, I get that on the mic. Mark Spector can kiss my ass. Timmy can kiss your ass, too. I love it. I knew that guy when he's working with a Fort Saskatchewan record. Kiss my ass. Listen, listen. We had, we had Sol- we had Solani on a couple of weeks ago. JR, we had Timu on a couple of weeks ago. No disrespect oh, to Timu, but this show is this the best? Is this another level today? We got Barney, one of the biggest characters in the NHL. We got Commodore, who just doesn't give a shit and will nope. say every says. It's like, oh, and by the way, hey, hey, listen, hey, listen. I, I'm, I'm pissed now that Kami's there. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I, exactly. Next year, next year, you're coming with us, Barney. Right. You're coming with Cheers, us. Barney. Hey, hey, don't, does Barney get to come next year? No. <laughs> don't forget about the referee. Don't forget hey, about the, way, the referee, hey, okay? Again, Hey, we got to thank. Hey, Barney, thank you so much for joining us for the hour. Oh, it's uh, it's amazing, Tim. Great job, this Barney. We, Barney, honestly, buddy, we love you, man. You are me too. Keep up the great work, boys. I love you. Thank, thank you, you. And, and, and hey, thanks again to our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online, they are amazing. Go to uh, Bet Online for your for your best betting odds and everything from MMA right to the National Hockey League to. NBA to whatever you want to do, bet online is the best place to to make some money and and obviously whiskey in the wild. Tim, I love you. Matthew Barnaby, I love you. To all of our, oh, our all go. of our watchers oh, on the go, Barney. <laughs> Way to go. Hey, another snipes and stripes. We just crush it on no filter.net. We'll see you guys see later. Love you. Bye. Bye, boys. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.